Welcome to Midnight Conversations. I'm Anadin Abikaraja. I am Stephen Banos. Sorry for laughing. I, uh, I just Stephen was giving me a, a, a nice look uh, as he turned <laughs> down the volume. A nice know. look. It was it was it was nice. I enjoyed it. But we were also discussing possibly taking Midnight Conversations intro uh, an acapella version going in to see if people noticed. Uh, we had a bit of a test <laughs> run beforehand <laughs> to see if people <laughs> noticed. Midnight <laughs> conversation. Midnight. Midnight. Midnight, midnight. <laughs> conversation. But then it's hard because like Perfect. what? How do we also do the audio behind do it? Do I don't do know. Do midnight. I could bring my guitar in. You could, yeah. That's I mean, I don't know if this is a it. necessary thing for the listeners at home. I think they just want to learn something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's saying that, um, mm. thank you very much for tuning in to this week's podcast. And uh, before who, we get started. Yeah, who yeah, else are we thanking? We're you thanking. Thank them. I thanked them last time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. We're thanking CPAS, mm. the Center of Public Awareness <laughs> of Science. And the reason why we thank them is because they help out with a lot of things. They help out with their room and they help out with podcast equipment. But Stephen mm. Banos. Yes. You know. On this show, we do like to thank people. We like to uh, extend thank yous to CPAS every week and also to the listeners at home for listening, but also mm-hmm. to people who deserve to be thanked, right? Okay. I think I think uh, there, there's times when people contribute to the show and we like to think that we recognize these contributions like fairly, right? I, I'd, I'd like to think. I, I think we do, definitely. I, I think we do. So there's been uh, something's come to my attention, essentially, is what I need to say, mm-hmm. is that uh, two weeks ago we did a podcast. It was called The Science of Hangovers. And it yes. was great. It was received really well. Lots of public uh, positive feedback that came mm-hmm. our way. The only issue is... There's a man out there. His name's Elliot. Hey, Elliot. Yeah, hey, Elliot. How are you going? And uh, he didn't think that he felt that he got the right justification or the right acknowledgement for his contribution to our show. Now, do you remember uh, contributing to uh, having a shout out for Elliot uh, in the show? I don't think we did. Really? Because I did some research and I I listened back (laughs) to uh, the show. And let me just turn up this audio volume uh, that's connected to my computer here. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me show you what that show sounded like. uh, And let's see if if we did or didn't (laughs) thank Elliot. Well, uh, you know whose mug we need to thank? Elliot Haynes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was a great segue or it's just because we do it at this time of the podcast, every podcast that you knew what I was talking about there. But it was uh, it was a struggle. But who uh, are Elliot you? Haynes. And what do they do for us? <laughs> they provide us with uh, space mm-hmm. and they provide us with some facilities that uh, exist within that space and then we <laughs> utilize those uh, facilities to uh, talk about science. Well, so... Elliot Haynes, he's been thanked, right? I wish <laughs> you could all see Anadin's face right now. I've never what? seen this man so proud of himself. I'm he is an accomplished <laughs> PhD student. He's published, and this seems to be his proudest achievement. Can I just say that that took me half an hour into YouTube videos? <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> doubt that. I Wait, don't no, doubt no, no, no. Uh, no editing occurred there. Look, <laughs> all right, that's an elaborate way of just saying, Elliot, you were wronged. I'm sorry. Um, I'd like to say thank you. And do you know what I like about Elliot? Mm. Is that 
he didn't complain. He said, thank you for covering the episode that he wanted to cover. And as he said, thank you, I was like, oh, we forgot to thank you. <laughs> and uh, not only that, he provided us with the topic that we're covering today as well. Oh, so fantastic. Comes back and gives us another topic. And what topic is that today that we're covering, Stephen? We are studying the correlation, the relationship, I should mm-hmm. say, between obesity and sleep. That's right. And mm. it's an interesting topic because, like, I guess... There's so many facets that come with sleep. Like, what is Mm. sleep? The um, right amount of sleep that you should be getting. There's a lot of myths out there, a lot of interesting things that that come with that. I mean, what have you Mm. heard about the the amount of sleep that you need uh, as a human being, as an adult? Yeah, we're all told eight hours. I'm not sure whether Mm -hmm. that's a myth or not. haven't really looked into it. Well, I mean, it's sort of it. it, I think... It's been taken as gospel eight hours to be the standardized approach for everyone. But really, there's a lot of variability that happens between people. But, Stephen, I uh, do have some interesting figures on uh, throughout the course of someone's life lifespan, how much sleep they need from newborn to older adults. Mm. Um, but my question to you is when I have an interesting fact, I thought that there was going to be some sort of like shindig going down. Like I, did, just, I did promise this, I, and, and I uh, created a very lame little musical sound You did, you did. And it, Can uh, you put that in there? It, yeah, well, it was, it was sent Are to my... Are we having technical difficulties? <laughs> <laughs> let me find your uh, soundbite right now. But I mean, you, you did send it to me in email. So let me, let me just have a listen to what this sounds like. And what do they do? Oh, that's uh, not the right one. That was mine. <laughs> that was my edit of... Uh, uh, Elliot into the not edit of Elliot and that was my recollection of Elliot being on the podcast. <laughs> uh, this is um, was titled just hi in an email and here's what it sounds like. Anadin struts his stuff. Ooh, very nice, very. Nice. I like it. I like yeah. it. It's got a it's got a little Sesame Street uh, vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, I went I went carnival with that. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So, Anadin, why is why is it Anadin struts his Anadin struts his stuff? This is where you get to show off your knowledge. Oh, I guess so. But yeah. is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take. It. It's not really my knowledge. I just Google something. <laughs> That's interesting. Take the credit. Yeah, I will. I will. Well, the National Sleep Foundation is where this uh, interesting fact comes from, and it's about the amount of hours of sleep that's required for different people. So for newborns, which is zero to three months, is what they define, is fourteen to seventeen hours of sleep. Mm. Did you know they sleep that long? I don't no, know. I didn't. Neither did I. That's, That's like, great. It's crazy. But like... Why does that change? But I think the issue is it's not continuous, is it? Mm. It's. I think it's sort of spread out throughout the day, which is why... Because they're not just well, knocked out. I don't know. I don't know enough newborns. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, we should poll them. We should. We should. We should poll them. <laughs> How restful they are. Infants, 4 to 11 months. That's 12 to 15 hours. Mm-hmm. Toddlers is 11 to 14 hours. Preschoolers, 10 to 13 hours. School-age children, which is 5 to 12, is 9 to 11 hours. Wow. Teenagers, 8 to 10 hours. So that's how much teenagers recommended at least they should be sleeping. Adults, mm. seven to nine. And older adults, which are uh, 65 years and over, is seven to eight. So it's around about the same for throughout your adulthood, around seven to nine. Which How, how much sleep do you get, Stephen? Like seven to seven yeah. to nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. There you go. Yeah, you? nice. Yeah. Uh, I get seven and a half. Yeah. Go to bed at okay. like 10.30, up at six. So yeah, that's seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, is, is there science behind these numbers or is it? Yeah, well, yeah. the recommendations, okay. right? And these recommendations are usually influenced by science. This is based off of like a two-year study that was done um, and they looked at, 
you know, the effects of sleep on overall health. And they found that these were the best. But I mean, the important thing is it changes based on different people. So making sure that mm. you know the best for you and what feels good usually is good. That's what a doctor yeah, told okay. me once. I asked a doctor I like once. Um, I was like, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, mm. it was the best advice, but it was also pretty, I thought pretty like easy. <laughs> <laughs> what feels good. I said, look, I've heard conflicting evidence when you hurt yourself. Do you put ice on your injury or do you put heat on your injury? Mm. Because when, when do you do which? Yeah. She just said, if it feels good, do it. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I, the science on that is conflicted now. Well, that was the last thing I read yeah, on that. Is is it? that, that yeah. no, one, no one really knows what the right thing to do is. Mm. Maybe someone does. If you, if you are that person, <laughs> please, please <laughs> let us know because we don't. But let's get into this study, which is uh, mm-hmm. looking at, it's an epidemiological study. So it was a large number of people is essentially what that means. And it's looking at the effect of short sleep duration and uh, its effect, uh, how that's associated with obesity in two groups. One is in children and in also in adults. So it wanted to see if this effect was consistent. And so to assess whether the evidence supports the presence of a relationship between short sleep duration and obesity. They did a systematic review. You know we love systematic reviews on this show, Stephen, because it's a nice way in which we gather lots of papers and evidence. So, yeah, I know. You get excited every you, time you just say the word systematic You review. know it. Because essentially what it means is we don't... Uh, it's hard to have an informed discussion when we're focusing on just one paper. One mm. paper can be biased, it can be flawed, and uh, or it could just be on a sample. It could be a perfectly fine paper, but it's just done in people who are 50 to 60. So it doesn't apply to everyone. So a systematic review has the benefit of collecting information from all sorts of studies and allows us to make broader generalizations or claims or understand things better. So Mm -hmm. that's what they did. They did this uh, review and they collected all these studies. And what they found was that um, from all these studies around the world that were cross-sectional, so they looked at one time point, so just an association between uh, sleep and uh, obesity, they found a consistent increased risk of obesity among short sleepers in both children and adults. Mm -hmm. So they note that it's pretty interesting. I mean, that, that firstly, that yeah. finding is interesting. When, when you, what, what comes to your mind when you think about that or that, that finding in itself, the association between lack of sleep and obesity? What comes to mind mm. is is that uh, chicken or the egg kind of situation. <laughs> I don't know what's causing what. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's that's what I was thinking about this definitely, whole time. Definitely. And what, 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 comes do, you, what do you think okay. in, in the sense of uh, chicken or egg? Is it, is it, mm. what, what, what factors relating to this do you think are chicken or egg related? So one one mm-hmm. is that uh, those is like if you sleep less, you are more likely to be obese. But the other factor is what exactly? <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> I just zoned out as you were talking. There. That's that's right. No, it happens a lot. <laughs> 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 the, the other factors relate to. Um, so what are things that could be the other way around? I guess is is what I was trying to get to there. So are there factors in which maybe people who are um, have obesity are more likely to have other conditions which impact mm. their sleep. So that's the vice versa of chicken or egg. egg and that's what they sort of highlight in yes. this study. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, they note that there's a whole bunch of things. Uh, they they didn't weren't able to control for a lot of things like confounders. And confounders are essentially, look, we see an association between uh, this uh, lack of sleep and obesity. But is this association due to things like the age uh, that you are, the gender, ethnic background, socioeconomic status, all these sort of things. And uh, they couldn't really control for a lot of these things. So back to Stephen's point, 
Mm. Is it chicken or egg? They don't know, but what they do know is there is an association there. So, is it yeah. is a confounder something that affects both the um, like both factors potentially? Possibly, it, it, it mostly affects the relationship between these two factors. So, okay, we're saying. So, so I say to you, look, there is an association between sleeping less and obesity, and you tell me, mm. well. What about uh, people who maybe have some sort of illness and they're less likely to sleep? How do you know that the fact the association isn't due to that? Isn't that a confounding factor? And mm. I'll say, well, what I did is I accounted for this in my analysis through some sort of statistics. I'm able to do that. So um, right. that's so sort is, of what it is. It's just an uncontrolled variable? Yeah, that's exactly okay. what it is. Yeah, so it's something that mm. uh, may affect the relationship that we're not really controlling for. So that's why it's really, really important. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there, were, there were a few of those, obviously, in like depression. Was a bit, was yeah. The main one. yeah, yeah, yeah. And because uh, I dislocated my shoulder last week, they talked yeah, about like physical right. injuries, and I was like, man, I'm losing so much sleep because of my dislocated yeah. shoulder. How so did you dislocate your shoulder again? Do you want to tell the listeners? Uh, that? I was climbing walls, and I jumped backwards into one of the walls as I was climbing it. And, and is there an association between that and a lack of sleep? Did you have a lack of big, sleep? Big time, yeah. Oh, yeah? I, I am actually? so short on sleep. That's what I'm blaming yeah. for me, uh, zoning out. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> when you sleep, yeah. uh, you like because of your shoulder, you can't really sleep properly. You yeah. Pain, so. so I'm set to gain some weight. Yeah. Which is exciting. Yeah. I think they said it's like uh, for someone that's 178 centimeters, which is exactly my height. Yeah, right. Um, they would gain 1.4 kilograms by mm. losing just one hour of sleep per night. Yeah. Isn't that so amazing? That's, that's I, scary. I, I, but I really like how they said it like that. Like they've mm. translated their findings into sort of English to make it impactful for yeah. people to read. So yeah. Yeah. It is a bit scary, I guess, when you think about it. But I guess, as you say, we don't know that what's causing this relationship could be well, a multitude right. of factors. So, But it's just important as like the first step in science to look into, well, there is this association. So mm. it could be that sleeping less means that... Um, you're more likely to uh, have obesity. But, I mean, there's uh, a few ideas or mechanisms that they try to posit that lead to this. They say there's uh, sleep may lead to obesity through the activation of hormonal response leading to an increase in appetite and caloric intake. I mean, mm. another obvious idea is that the, le the less you sleep, the more hours you are awake, which means the more hours you have to eat food. Mm. Um, so, And then they talk about a whole bunch of other ways in which it could be related one way or the other. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I like I like the names of the, the hormones that are, that are created. Leptin, what, leptin, and, leptin and ghrelin. <laughs> they sound like, <laughs> I don't know, they sound like <laughs> the names of two sons if you wanted those sons to be bullied. Oh, interesting. Like, I'd love to name my children leptin and ghrelin. Anyway. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, do you want me to give you some other? You can name them oxytocin. That's another one if no, you like that. Okay. Serotonin. Just, is just wanted one? to make a silly comment <laughs> <laughs> in, between, <laughs> in between the sides. <laughs> uh, well, well, let me tell you what leptin does. Um, so leptin essentially help is it's it's a hormone and it's found in fat cells. And what it does is it's in the small intestine and it helps regulate energy balance by sort of inhibiting hunger. So it prevents hunger. So hmm. that's what leptin does. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Um, there, are, I've got some science questions for you. Could go for it. I mean, they're in the methodology, they're mm. talking about kind of um, controlling the quality yeah. of the of the uh, study, mm -hmm. um, and they're like, we performed the Breslow day test for homogeneity yeah. of odds ratios and the Cochrane Mantle Hainzel test for the <laughs> null hypothesis, and then, like I'm zoning out at this point, but I'm yeah. like, maybe I should ask Adam what this stuff means. Like, what are these tests and and how do they work? Yeah, yeah, no, good question. I, to be honest, I haven't actually heard of these specific tests that they've used, but the what they're testing 
is uh, something that's that's known a lot. So heterogeneity mm. is just uh, differences between studies. So what we say, what we mean by that is if there's high levels of heterogeneity, are there large differences that may be due to different populations being combined into one? So maybe we have women, men, people who are old, young, all sorts of different populations. And when we combine them all together, we get different effects because uh, the what we're taking is the average effect. So we have high heterogeneity. But when we look more closely into these individual populations, we get more consistency in our results or estimates. So that's mm. homogeneity, which is uh, uh, essentially your results are all from one population. So heterogeneity here just refers to having multiple different populations that are sort of pooled together, which is normal in a systematic review. And But they try to, what they say is, look, we have high heterogeneity, but we can explain it using this or this variable. So for example, here, they may have been able to explain some of it if they looked at gender um, in their model, but they didn't. So, okay. Yeah, okay. so there may have been effects that were, you know, higher in women, but not men, or men, but not women, and vice versa. Mm. So, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I get The other question is, I mean, you're, this is kind of touching on an area of expertise mm. of yours. Mm. Um, are the results here fairly consistent with other stuff you've looked at? Uh, well, yes, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's mostly because I think, I think it's, it's pretty well established that there is an association between lack of sleep because sleep is super important for a lot of things. Like it helps the clearing of a lot of, um, metabolic processes that occur in the body that you, it can't be done during, uh, wake when your body's awake. Mm. So when it's uh, asleep, a lot of these proteins that are waste products are cleared out of your system and all, all sorts of things are happening. So it's, it makes sense that uh, lack of sleep is associated with negative consequences, and we see this in a lot of things. I mean, lack of sleep is associated with, you know, in extreme cases, death. So there's mm. your body needs sleep, and there's a reason why it's it's around. And so, yeah, especially when it comes to obesity, uh, there's a lot of reasons as to why it's why it's yeah, related, possibly. So yeah, um, okay. So, yeah. so so you're suggesting that it is actually the lack of sleep that is is causing the obesity? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. I, I'm just it, it's. What well known that there is an association, but way more studies need to be done to know which way and which factor. I mean, to be honest, it's probably um, a relationship that goes possibly both ways in mm. which there's some factors that uh, work one way and some factors that work the other way. So it's not maybe one or the other, but it may be both. But these are all like just guesses. But, okay. Yeah. Basically. I, guess, I'm, I guess I'm trying to like trip you up and make you speculate incorrectly and, and destroy <laughs> well, your career but no, that's, that's what science is you make hypotheses and you test them and, and often you're wrong you know and, mm. and and sometimes you're right and you go from there but if you're right more often than you're wrong then usually something wrong is happening so usually it's good to be wrong most of the time so Stephen, yeah with, with this being said and mm. and this study uh, being done what are your takeaways from today's paper um that meta-analyses like this are, are kind of like they're, they're great and it's, it seems like probably the the best way to do it but they're so heavily limited mm. um especially on this subject where there are just so many so many different variables you're looking at people with so many different ages so many like other possibilities that or confounding factors thank there you, you new words yeah you got um it. <laughs> uh that yeah like i i, I don't know really if i took anything great away from from this mm. apart from there's a link between obesity and sleep mm. but I, I probably could have you know just drawn that conclusion 
from mm-hmm. my bedroom without any research. Fair and enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of good uh, research sort of starts with these things, some mm. things that we think are obvious, but sometimes when we check them, they're not always the case, or maybe there's something mm. new that we find. But uh, it's definitely sort of foundational in, in what we... Now that we know that there is an association, we can now investigate why is this association there. So it's sort of the first step. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's... W- yeah. Was, is this an important paper for you? Well, uh, for me, it was, more, it was more interesting to know that the association has been found and reported in a large-scale study. So I think that's interesting. And it also, regardless of the direction of the association, it shows the importance of sleep to some extent, like in the fact that if you have some sort of illness or something that's affecting your sleep quality, then maybe mm. this is also related to obesity. And if you, if it is the other way and you're having less amount of sleep, there are negative consequences that may occur. So depending on which way the association actually is, like the true effect, uh, it still shows the importance, like you you have to sleep. Like sleep is is pretty key. And it, I mean, yeah. you uh, they define short sleep as less than five hours, which is interesting because there's probably a lot of people who run on a lot less. And sort of, that's why I, I went with my, interesting fact today on like some concrete numbers as to what the average sleep is which i think is well known in society but you know how it changes in sort of different age groups is interesting and i think it, mm. yeah i think get some sleep you know it's one of the best things in yeah, the world. yeah i'd say so. that's 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 the best takeaway yeah. from this paper <laughs> is just have a nap that's it i'm uh, craving some sleep at the moment <laughs> yeah well i'll let you get back to bed uh, Steve <laughs> but until then thank you very much Thank you, Anna. It's been a pleasure. And do do we have anyone else to thank so we don't have to? No, no. Make... Elliot's been covered. I've done I've done a little uh, edit for him, so I think he's fine. Is there is there anyone else? No, I don't think so. I think I think so far we've thanked everyone that needs to be thanked. Perfect. Uh, see pass. Yeah, we thank them. That? Yeah, cool, cool. We're good. We're Elliot. Good. If not, we'll I need just some we'll... sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks.